perceive it as being sarcastic yeah. or might perceive it as this person is just sending you the message just for the sake of it yeah. uh, if there is a smiley if there is a emoji after that message it means that hi my name is anand i'm an mba student at the university of toronto welcome to the why coordinate the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior using lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient and happy life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Y Coordinate podcast. I have an exciting episode this week um which was a long time coming. It's uh with my good friend and roommate uh, Mr. Raghav Kanotra. Raghav uh It's lovely to have you here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Hey everyone, uh my name is Raghav Kanotra. Uh I am originally from India. I am an electrical and electronics engineer. I did my graduation in Dubai and then I started working there. Uh, I stayed in Dubai in for less than a decade and after that I decided to move to Canada to pursue my MBA and here I am. अच्छा हो जाएगा ओके माई हॉबीज आर दैट आई लाइक टू प्ले स्कॉश एंड आई एम ऑल्सो एन एवेड एफ वन एंथ्यूजियस्ट इट सीम्स लाइक अ रेज्यूम या इनफैक्ट फॉर्मूला वन इज समथिंग दैट मी एंड रागव रिली बॉन्डेड ओवर वी हैव दिस ह्यूज मॉनिको जी पी विंटेज पोस्टेड इन आर अपार्टमेंट एंड लास्ट ईयर एवरी संडे वीड गो वॉच इट इन फैक्ट स्टार्टिंग नाउ अगेन दिस संडे so tomorrow um yeah so raghav do you have a funny story from your childhood that your family likes to talk about that you'd like to share yeah absolutely i think i think many of uh, us have already heard about the story but uh, it goes like when in in india after your 10th grade uh, you start deciding what you want to do for the next 60 years of your life so at that particular moment i was uh more skewed towards becoming a chartered accountant uh, because just because most of my friends were going into that particular stream uh but my parents came up to me and were like okay you have three other siblings uh one out of the four kids at our place should be an should be engineer uh and the fact is that now three of us are engineers and only one is a non engineer person so that's quite funny and we always have a good laugh whenever we uh remember this particular topic <laughs> yeah in india people first become an, in- an engineer and then they become whatever they want to be <laughs> <laughs> um yeah okay i i think let's let's dive straight into the topic the topic that you have you've picked for this week is very interesting i have never thought about it but i like i can see it and the topic is uh why do text messages without emojis come off as rude yeah because it, it it seems very interesting to me i don't i don't understand why i don't completely understand why that the, why that is the case but uh, my initial hypothesis is that people look for non verbal cues hmm. and emojis do provide that and I picked this topic because something happened very recently with me. One of my very good friends, uh, it was her birthday, not uh, very long ago, and I wished her. 
शी वॉज विद माई गर्ल फ्रेंड एंड वेन एवन एवन आई टेक्सटेड हर एंड शी डिड नॉट रिप्लाई एज अ विद अ थैंक यू मैसेज बट आज न्यू वेदर एवरी थिंग वॉज ऑल राइट एंड माई मैसेज वॉज हैप्पी बर्थडे थ्री एक्सप्लेमेशन मास्क मार्क्स एंड हैव अ वेरी गुड इवनिंग सो it 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 seemed to her that i was very serious and she asked my girlfriend as well whether everything was all right mm-hmm. why was i being so serious and that's when i realized that people actually need emojis to understand your expressions they do they cannot um decode that from only through text messages like um three exclamation marks are basically a sign of excitement right yeah. uh, caps is something that you can translate literally it into having <clears throat> sorry having um, shouting on the other person yeah. so i think these things are lost now and emojis are required for people to completely understand what you mean and if you do not do that they get confused and consider it rude i personally do not uh, i'm not in favor of that as in i am a person who does not use uh, emojis too much mm. but Yeah, I'm forced to use it when I'm <laughs> talking to people who do not understand <laughs> without non-verbal cues. So that's yeah. So that's that's the reality. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because because now we're so used to using emojis. Like I personally belong to the camp that that feels uh, messages rude without it. <laughs> Even in like formal workplace settings, when I send emails, uh, I I I have to stop myself from throwing in uh, emoji or two, <laughs> and. Um, yeah and people still like on on slack or like microsoft teams people still like when they text iming they still end up using emojis yeah. even in a workplace setting yeah. yeah so earlier earlier i remember that uh, when i was a fresh graduate there was a course in uh, formal communication that was a mandatory course when you on board mm-hmm. and in that we were asked not to use emojis yeah. in your emails yeah um, the messenger messenger apps are obviously fine because that's an internal thing mm. but uh, now things are changing yeah even people at very high level positions also use emojis yeah uh, there are not too many emojis it's yeah. probably a smiley or yeah. maybe a thumbs up thumbs up sign but yeah. uh, it things are changing now yeah. uh, and they also expect you know to you to also use these uh, yeah. emojis i i sent an email to professor silverman um and professor silverman just to give context to people who are not from rotman is um is like this really cool strategy professor he's fairly old he's you know studied and taught in all the top business schools around the world um but yeah he is like he he did his mba in the 80s or 90s i think yeah like um So I sent him an email last week, and he responded back with a smiley on it. I did not expect him. Uh, it's 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 not just like people of our generation have sort of grown up with yeah. uh, texting, but even older people are now getting used to it. Um, mm. But I I think I'm also thinking about why it is the case because if you think about people going to work in the let's say seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. email some form of written communication was still there, and people got absolutely. without uh, using smileys whereas now they've sort of penetrated those areas as well yeah as an if you if you go that back as in there were times when people only used telegrams and you know you weren't even supposed to put a full stop in that yeah. uh, but now things have changed drastically and uh, I, my feeling is that sometimes people get self conscious when mm. uh, they are talking to people on text mm. um 
they need to have validation and by they i say i include myself as well sometimes mm-hmm. but um uh the validation needs to be there if let's say if you have sent a joke to a person mm-hmm. if that person replies only with ha 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 without us mm-hmm. emoji you mm-hmm. might uh, you know perceive it as being sarcastic yeah. or might perceive it as this person is just sending you the message just for the sake of it yeah. uh, if there is a smiley if there is a emoji after that message it means that your joke has been validated that mm-hmm. person really liked it and mm-hmm. is actually mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. so i i think that is the main cause which makes people feel that if emoticons are not used in text messages the messages are rude yeah i i agree and i i have another hypothesis on why it sort of ado- adapted that way but before that i want to talk about how so i'm someone who on text is extremely formal a lot of people have told me uh, most recently swati said that Mm-hmm. uh he finds everyone formal so <laughs> but, but like in, in fact a funny story is uh even when i text my family when i text my mom it's like really really formal yeah. so this one time um we were like i was communicating to some like business um about something mm-hmm. using my mom's whatsapp because mm-hmm. they had a whatsapp for business account mm-hmm. and they responded back saying that okay this can be done this can can't be done Yeah. and because it was so formal and it was about something that i was working on my mom thought it was me texting <laughs> she didn't see what the message was from but as to say that i am very very formal uh, in my messages very curt very mm-hmm. like uh, like short messages yeah so uh, one thing i've picked up from ash is you know that that emoji with the smiley face with like two tears on the left yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, the the laughing yeah, thing, yeah the the most like the i guess the, the smiley yeah, smiley yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she uses that quite frequently and she'll probably throw them in like an almost every message mm-hmm. after every two sentences mm-hmm. and now i started experimenting with that like okay. i'll type my rude curt message and i'll sprinkle those emojis <laughs> and that literally changes like <laughs> the yeah. same message Absolutely. then seems much more lighthearted much more like chill because that emoji is so like the complete opposite of being curt rude and yeah Uh, formal yeah, that yeah, yeah. you can have a very formal sentence and then put that emoji like uh like so think of it right so in an email which says please get it done by to, uh, end of day today yeah that is one rude email you throw that emoji in the chat yeah then 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 it becomes um it doesn't become an order right then yeah. it just becomes a colleague coming up to you mm. and giving you an elbow and going yeah. like just do it by yeah. tonight right yeah. yeah i understand that and that's really funny because um uh, i am also a person who doesn't use emoticons too much yeah. uh, when i text but uh, for me it's all about my the grammar should be right the spelling mm. should be right there should not be any typo and i i have a little bit of ocd towards that side mm. but uh when i when you tell me about that in a very formal message you if you throw in an emoticon and mm. it and it changes things mm. uh, i can understand to an extent why it changes things mm. but won't it be better or for people who at least do not use emoticons won't it be better to reword the sentence as in make it less formal please complete it obviously it, it becomes quite mm-hmm. uh, formal but uh, you can reword it right that uh, it would be great that if we can complete the task by yeah i right. mean but the, it's it's still like now mm-hmm. typing a slightly more verbose email saying that it would be nice if yeah, can yeah, you yeah, please yeah. complete this yeah. task then then so 
so yeah this sort of goes back to why i think emojis developed so before this mm-hmm. you you had letters people would send each other letters but most of the written communication beyond a point started being for formal and business purposes mm-hmm. whereas any sort of social communication was always in person like when you speak yeah. or on the phone mm-hmm. uh, where because with the tone of the voice that emotion could be communicated it's only very recently with like texts and uh, even more recently with these im apps in the late 90s early 2000s which sort of now became whatsapp and yeah. facebook messenger and all that um that you started using a written form of communication for like your casual every day Mm-hmm. and that really needs emotion you can't be like please hey what how Absolutely. whatsapp like you can't have a response yeah. to whatsapp as like i am doing good you are doing well as well <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and that's why that's why the verbal cues are important and emojis non verbal cues sorry are important and emojis give you that particular functionality and yeah i th- I, i don't i if someone messages me without an emoji i don't find that message rude But, i in yeah. fact another pet peeve of mine is like when you know someone has to message there there are some people that you sort of text back and forth like you and i we live together so i'm not going to say hey raghav how are you doing i'm going to send you text i literally just say like bro so i remember to put a load of the dishwasher yeah. like <laughs> empty the laundry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh some people will like if they're sort of messaging me and it's been like a couple of weeks since we yeah. spoke they'll be like hey yeah first they'll be like hey yeah. then they'll be like hey how's it going they'll be like good how's it going mm. then there'll be like seven or eight messages that are exchanged mm. before they come to the point of what they want yeah and i find that very annoying like can you please <laughs> just send what you want in that yeah. first message yeah. um yeah. yeah absolutely as a as in for, for i think if someone is messaging you <laughs> they should <clears throat> you know throw in multiple emoticons uh, in their formal message so that you understand that okay this person doesn't mean to be rude and the, the, their way of telling you is putting emojis in the messages no i don't care i honestly don't care but again this sort of goes back to the point where you know when you want something from someone you have to almost do this dance of link absolutely them and hey then they respond back absolutely and i feel like we are all busy people we don't have like what is the point of this sort of it's almost the written equivalent of small talk yeah and it's it's funny i noticed this most evidently when i was at work in mm-hmm. um london i was working for a client where i needed something done and i i didn't know who to get it done from so i went to a few people then after getting redirected they sent me this lady who was like i don't know but we can reach out to this third person okay so from my computer she t- found that guy's name and sent a mess i am message on skype for business and i was like uh, no i started typing the message and i t- typed the whole like, entire thing that guy has never seen me never met me but like you introduced yourself and i yeah. i didn't i i just gave him like a one line i said hey i'm i'm a nag okay. i work for this team um and i'm looking for help with this this whole thing and that lady like freaked out she was like how can you type this message she deleted everything <laughs> and she just said sent a hey from my okay it's like wait for him to respond then we send uh, everything else so that yeah. that i feel is again like i, I don't know what i think i think uh, consider yourself having a having an in person conversation with that particular person yeah. uh, it's just literally translated into a text message and that's mm. how people perceive it mm. that's why sending a hey is mm. just like calling out a person hi as yeah. in in person yeah. so i think that plays a major role that people 
it has become such an integral part of our lives mm. the instant messaging that people do not consider it as a uh, just a text message they consider it as a conversation yeah. so i think that is something that leads to um that them sort of having happened. yeah this this, but yeah, this kind of what what are your thoughts on it because i imagine that person you're busy you've got your excel spreadsheet open you might yeah. be on a call you might be in a meeting and then you get a skype message pop up from some yeah. random dude which says hey yeah what is your reaction see uh, to be very honest i'll be like please come to the point just thank you <laughs> and i would have really appreciated your first message huh. to my uh, to, uh, as in because i do not need to know the entire history of what you hmm. if you are texting me on an internal messaging app yeah you are an employee yeah. or at least you are in the office who has yeah. access to that yeah so i do not need to understand where whom you are where are you coming from because yeah. obviously it's office time and yeah. uh, everyone needs to be working efficiently so i would not have appreciated hey and the full conversation 10 mm. messages before we come to the point so my thoughts are similar to yours mm. i am also a very direct person when it mm. comes to messages and for me i do not consider it as a conversation rather i get irritated when i have to type long messages so for me it is a short way of asking someone or telling someone something or basically updating someone i can't have full blown conversations on text messages i would yeah. rather record myself and then send it and yeah. that's when you see as in uh, my whatsapp with my girlfriend is full of full of text messages and i am sending voice notes <laughs> because i i can't type i, I don't consider yeah. that as a conversation yeah. so yeah so i do not know why it becomes a compulsion for someone to go through that i think it can be easily i, I feel maybe what they're trying to do is that they feel bad for and generally this happens more when they need something from you rather than okay. like them sort of informing you something and and now i'm sort of switching back to like the more sort of social mm. setting so like a friend uh, yeah. classmate would text uh like right now we have club elections and a lot of people have been texting i'm sure you've received yeah, a lot yeah. of texts as well for let's please vote for me and people who just send a you know hi i'm running for mm-hmm. this club please vote for me i find that better than someone who's like hey I'm like hey you yeah. may like how's it going I'm like it's going well how's it going for you like, it's going well then pause mm-hmm. then suspense <laughs> will drop now i know like in this period if anyone's texting me out of the blue it's because they want yeah. uh, like me to vote for them but just save me time i feel like what they're trying to do is compensate for the fact that you know they've not sort of maintained this relationship not reached out not texted and now they're sort of coming up to the surface out of the blue and they need something mm-hmm. but the point is that in our like day and age now i feel like that's that's common you can't be keeping your quote unquote network warm all the time you can't be texting everyone everyone realizes everyone has a gazillion people that you've you know been connected at some point of time and you sort of go reach out to them if you need something and that's fine but doing this is more yeah. at least to me it's more irritating yeah absolutely i'm i'm with you on this um i feel that you are right that they are trying to compensate and i feel that when people are texting mm. many a times they read their own texts before sending mm. and then just try to analyze if someone would have sent them the text message mm. how would they have felt mm. so i think that also plays a major role in them changing it to only hey 
and then having a small talk and then coming to the point because i think if if we reverse the rules they would have expected you to have that conversation with them so i feel it's just about how you want to as in maintain your relationship in this particular uh, matter but uh, in on texts i don't feel that it is necessary to have mm-hmm. a full blown conversation you can directly come to the point and if at all any compensation is required for not maintaining that mm-hmm. relationship you can always meet up for a coffee or mm-hmm. anything like that mm-hmm. or for a couple of beers but uh, having a conversation on whatsapp which starts with hey every two weeks when that person needs something and when you need something is is i i think that's not uh, yeah because see nice. they don't want to invest so much also that they meet for a coffee so they feel mm-hmm. like by just doing this sort of song and dance on whatsapp is is enough compensation for that yeah um, which is no sometimes sometimes obviously you are doing something and when that message comes you do not want to not reply as well as you do not want to spend so much time having a small talk and then come yeah, to the point yeah. so i think coming directly to the point is something that is beneficial to both the parties yeah. in this particular case yeah <laughs> interesting i think that that is it uh, do you have any sort of final thoughts to add anything else to say i think uh, i think everyone has a very different perspective about this yeah. and uh, i understand that <clears throat> if i'm sending a text message and it does not have emojis and let's say you are the person mm. who likes to have emojis you would consider it rude yeah uh, i would say please tell that person because that other person is not doing it on purpose yeah yeah <laughs> if you want them to add a bit a little bit of informal color through emojis just just tell that person that i i do not understand without non verbal cues so i think that would be best and don't don't have grudges on people because just they, they did not send <laughs> no that happened that, that yeah. happens with me sometimes some of my friends will come up to me and go like um, you said this two weeks ago what did you mean about that and i was like man i was just just sending you that message there's mm-hmm. no emoji doesn't mean that there is no emotion mm-hmm. in that right so i just just talk to people and go like i need emojis in the message and if you, some people do not want it at sometimes when people use too many emojis i do get irritated yeah. so i i tell people that please do not use so many emojis <laughs> it works uh, the okay. other way as well yeah yeah okay uh so wrapping up let's come to the final section of the podcast which is um is there something insightful that you've read heard or thought about in the past few weeks that you'd like to share with our listeners yeah as in one of the my favorite classes in uh this term is managerial negotiations and i have been reading a book that is negotiating like your life depends on it and it is by a retired fbi negotiator and he throws a lot of light on how these theoretical negotiating techniques which are developed in business schools like rotman howard and many others how these need these do not actually work that well in the real world Yeah. so though we are learning about zopa the batna and everything as in he comes from a place where he is negotiating with a uh, hostage taker and yeah. how he needs to convert that person from doing an evil task 
टू सरेंडर एज समथिंग वेरी डिफरेंट यू कॉन्ट हैव अ बैटना वेन यू आर नेगोशिएटिंग अ हॉस्टेज सिचुएशन राइट द बैटना इज दैट द हॉस्टेज डाइज सो दैट दैट इज वेरी इंसाइटफुल एज इन कंबाइंड विद वॉट एवर क्लास रूम लर्निंग्स दैट आई एम हैविंग एज ऑफ नाउ I see that there is a connection how the theories over time need to evolve yeah um in the practical world and i think teaching those theories with the twist is something that would be really beneficial so i i like that about that particular book yeah i agree with you on the topic that negotiations i mean the way it is taught i mean it as a topic to be taught in like a formalized setting like a business school you can't really teach it too much because you are assuming like a perfect world Absolutely. where there's no the in my opinion the whole core of negotiations is the principal agent uh, problem hmm. where technically you're negotiating on part of an organization for a cause or an objective but you are a individual who's doing it and you yeah. have your own biases Absolutely. and i would imagine even in your example of hostage negotiation the way he sort of gets it around is by appealing to his emotion his, yeah. his objective yeah. and sort of making that person see why is he sort of doing this this is such a rational thing to do take yeah. people hostage uh but if you applied business school principles the fact that his objective is to you know have hostages and get his demands met that sort of becomes given you can't change that and yeah. then you sort of then yeah. and if you sort of take it to the next level if you have two robots mm-hmm. negotiating with each other mm-hmm. the only way it ends is literally divide the range by half and then you meet absolutely parties in the yeah. middle that's yeah. the only way it will happen yeah. anything else any deviation from that happens because of human beings yeah. maybe one person does not have the endurance to keep negotiating and then it'll be like okay fuck it this yeah. you know this is going on for too long i'll just give in and end both people's misery so those kind of things yeah and to really really in my opinion be successful in negotiations is to understand that sort of this principal agent problem where you understand that individual and target uh, areas where that person would be more sort of receptive yeah absolutely and talking about this i feel like there is a moral gray area we, where we start getting into which you'd never be like nobody will teach you this something like this in yeah. a business school because yes yeah. yeah obviously how how will you because when whenever you are having a course on this particular topic you need to assume that both the parties or mm. multiple parties all are rational right yeah. but that's not the case like you pointed out that people will be having their own biases yeah. while negotiating and people yeah. sometimes will be very irrational going into a negotiation and obviously you can't you can't expect that you mm. need to expect it and you know maneuver your way around it mm. but that certainly does not happen through batnas and zopas that mm. happens with your personal uh, connect with that person how you put yourself mm. as an empathizer of that particular person mm. so i feel that's really interesting um, I have been negotiating professionally for around two and a half years. Mm. Uh, labor contracts, mm. uh, talking to uh, labor unions, mm. as in mm. talking to hot oil and gas hotshots. But mm. every time, it's always how are you connected with that particular person in that particular moment? Mm. Do you make him feel comfortable? Do you make her feel comfortable? And I think I think the I need to I need to learn a lot in this particular mm. topic. Yeah. Yeah, and like I was talking in the lower about this I feel it's also like it comes down to leverage in like for yeah. example if everything is sort of the same 
then it comes down to who has leverage on the other person mm-hmm. who needs this more yeah the other person would be i i guess it sort of goes back to batna where like who's willing to walk away yeah. but leverage does not necessarily mean uh in that situation there can be other ways you can have leverage you can use force or you can uh like some people are more emotional so like yeah. for example if you're negotiating in that textile uh, case yeah that i feel like every business school uses that to teach yeah. negotiations i've done that at duke um yeah. before um if someone is you know someone has a son or someone really likes children you can work that emotional angle of you know retiring spending time with your son or whatever yeah so if someone is no more numbers driven you can always so the thing with data i feel is that you can always find numbers that support mm. you and there are numbers that support uh, go against your point yeah. so you can cherry pick data show that to that person and the person will be like yeah this makes sense absolutely yeah yeah that that's one part of the puzzle i absolutely so it's it's very interesting as and you should be taking that class i will term. take it it get it's, it's offered every term so <laughs> yeah when um like i feel like i can't fit anything else i'll take it um, yeah that's amazing Okay, that uh, is the end for this section. Final question, Raghav. Who would you like to see featured as a guest on the podcast next? That's interesting, and there are a few people. Okay, tell me. Are, who all who do you have be, in mind? But I think uh, for the next one, I would actually recommend Lara. She's quite an interesting person. Would be a very exciting podcast episode to listen to <laughs> uh, so yeah i think lara would be a very good person to feature next for sure uh, and she was in your first academic team at rockwell she about. was in my first academic team as in i was stripped away from my academic team <laughs> after the first term um i'm still used to her making the term schedules of yeah. you know when you will be having which particular deliverable and this time i had to do it from the scratch and i was crying like a baby mm-hmm. man <laughs> like why why god why did this have had to happen <laughs> so yeah i think she would be a fun person to have her have on the podcast for sure i will reach out to lara and try to see if um can get her on the podcast but anyways Thank you so much for joining um making the trek from your bedroom to the <laughs> <laughs> kitchen and <laughs> I'm sitting on the table top <laughs> sitting on the table top I had I had to shift a few pieces <laughs> here and there to make room so yeah, yeah it was quite a <laughs> challenge <laughs> yes no but this is long time coming like um I we when we started talking about getting a place together um I I could have done an episode with you over Zoom even yeah. last summer but I was like no we'll do it when we get together and then I think once we came here I didn't record a single podcast <laughs> and and then since this year when I've started we've sort of been busy so yeah. I'm glad uh, absolutely I had fun today as well. it was very really nice <laughs>